a podcast, resource, community, and digital media platform. This is Shmoney Radio. Whether you are living paycheck to paycheck or simply want to do better financially, this series is for you. It's time for a fresh outlook on life and money. Whether you play an episode while you're in the shower, while you're feeding the baby, or driving to work, you can literally listen to a whole episode before you arrive. The Hone Your Habits series provides the sneaky, cheeky, mindful little pause you need in your week that's filled with valuable, practical information too. As always, feel free to shoot us your episode ideas via email or DM on any social media platform. Let's have our coffee together, shall we? This is Shmoney Radio. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. This week, we'll be going over something a little bit different. It is emotional spending. That's the topic we'll be covering. And I feel like during COVID, there's more than a few people who can probably relate to this and the stress it might have put on them during this time. So... Everyone is familiar with the concept, but can you give a brief overview of emotional spending as a whole? Absolutely. You know what, Nastasia, I'm very, very excited for being on here with you. It's uh, truly a, you know, a pleasure. Uh, let's go over it together. So you know what, um, when it comes to emotional spending is basically when you buy something, you don't really need it. And sometimes you don't even want it. But it's just maybe as a result of basically being feeling like stressed or bored or unhappy. You know, um, I would say it can be even tied to a sad or a happy type of emotion. So when people, some people could be, for example, triggered um, when they are having a bad day. Some people could be triggered when they're having a good day. So it might be different for each person, but it's basically just spending money based on your emotions. Um, And that's what a lot of humans do. Right. Yeah. I think everyone has had an emotional impulse buy at least once in their life. But have you ever had an impulse buy that was emotionally charged as someone who, you know, is very good with their finances as well? (laughs) Absolutely. You know what? Um, Sometimes I feel like you know, that drink that you really like, or it might not be clothes. Cause I feel like when you, when you say emotional spending, a lot of people start thinking of clothes. It's not always about clothes, but some people are like, um, I would say spend a lot of money on food for me. It's like usually a lot of chocolate or <laughs> like a special drink that I like to get. Um, just because I feel like when I have it, it makes me feel better. But then if it was based on an emotion and if I'm having it too much, then I might feel even bad about it later, right? Um, there was one purchase that I did for Colts, though, I would say three years ago. And funny thing, um, I didn't like, I didn't even use it. You know, <laughs> I didn't even end up using it. Um, so that's, that's what I would say. Definitely, I mean, it's something that a lot of people um, could do possible for anybody um but yeah that's what I would say you kind of touched on our last episode when you say for some people it's an expensive drink and that definitely contributes to the latte effect but in comparison to other demographics do you think that millennials are more apt to spend when a transaction is emotionally charged is there evidence of that um you know what I don't I don't really think it has to do anything with it like 
transactions are almost always done based on emotions, right? Regardless of your age. Like we as humans don't really buy based on our logic most of the times. We buy based on emotions. So I wouldn't really um, connect it to a certain age. I think anybody and everybody um, could do it and does it. Have you helped with any cases in your financial coaching practice? And how did you handle them? Yeah, I mean, you know what? Sometimes um, people like might be doing a lot of shopping because they're not really set under goals for the future yet. So I remember like before even, you know, I get into the financial field, um, I didn't really care much about savings, you know, for the future and all that. And um, because I wasn't so educated on it, you know, what it can actually do for me if I were to use it the right way. Like I wasn't really thinking of that. I wasn't really thinking of money that way. Right. But when I started getting more educated on it, it completely changed my perspective. And I'm like, wow, like if I do this with my money that I was really wasting on this and that, it could, you know, I could invest in, I could make a lot of money from it. And wow, like my money's growing. So it was a different type of experience, right? In terms of clients, like I would say in my experience, I have been able to help um, some people in some cases uh, by making sure that they have a plan or a strategy in place for themselves. For example, um, I had a client who started investing uh, her money with me about two years ago. And she was older, you know, with um, actually no retirement sort of planning or savings. And she was mostly spending money on like gambling. You know, that could be another type of emotional spending people do, right? Could be right. you you want to gamble because you want to feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but after I actually set her up with, you know, a future um, plan that would give her what she really wants, after we set that in place for her, her mindset completely switched. I would say in like two, three months after she literally um, called me and she said, you know what, I feel actually so much better about it now that I have a better knowledge. And um, I'm actually saving, like I actually am saving more money on the side with you than wasting it on gambling. Because now I know what I'm doing and where is it going to take, where it actually is going to take me, right? So I would say, yeah, definitely. It's very helpful um, because, you know, people don't um, have a clear, like sometimes they don't really have a clear idea of what is it that they really want for the future. So they might not be making the right decisions when it comes to their money, right? And that's why having that sort of plan or strategy or like some sort of a structure, um, you know, it can put it into perspective and can help a lot of people. Right. I think the point that you bring up about uh, perspective is really interesting and something obviously that people don't think about when they're making that impulse buy. Mm -hmm. But going off of that, we all have online shopping at our fingertips nowadays, (laughs) but else do you think influences that impulse to click add to cart a very good question you know what I think it's this feeling of um consistently like trying to keep up with the trend so we can like kind of full belong um in a certain group of people that we have around us or kind of feel like we can fit in you know Mm -hmm. um I remember and this is like a long time ago I was a teenager at the time And I used to like look at a lot of clothes and I just wanted to buy those clothes so I could look just like anybody else. So I could fit in the group of friends that I had. You know what I mean? So I feel like sometimes trying to keep up with the trend that is going on and um, the styles 
and um, trying to fit in would be one of the other reasons for people to want to just shop, right, and sp- mm-hmm. spend money on online shopping. Has the pandemic impacted impulse buying and emotional spending for millennials? Um, yeah, I actually have come across. Um, com- I actually have come across some people that spend more money on clothes now than before. Okay, and if you think about it, Anastasia, it's like people have a lot of time on their hand right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like some people have more free time and some people, because they don't have a lot of things to do anymore, I don't, they don't get to go outside a lot. They feel really bored. Like I literally came across someone that was telling me, you know what? I have ended up spending so much money um, just, you know, on my credit card for clothes and stuff because I'm bored. I don't know what else to do, mm-hmm. right? So some people that like even feel more depressed now, they do want to, you know, buy more clothes and buy more stuff from Amazon. And, um, you know, there's so many, so many sort of um, so many apps out there and websites and that you can basically shop online. For example, the other one would be what Ali, Alibaba Express. Right. So there's so many things that people have access to. And yes, they do want to sometimes just buy clothes to make themselves feel better, because right now it's tough times for a lot of people. A lot of people have been. Um, mentally affected with everything that is going on. So yes, I would say it has had a very, very big impact. Um, A lot of people are even buying a lot of more alcohol compared to usual, you know? Mm -hmm. So definitely, definitely. And it's funny to think that even in a lockdown, the LCBO is still open. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I I always question that. I'm like, wow, how can be that in a, like, like an, you know, an, a more important thing um, or like something very, very urgent for somebody to have access to alcohol. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's really essential thing. Like, I don't really see it that way, but I guess it is. And what can you do? I unfortunately see a lot of people even lining up for it um, because, you know, a lot of people want to basically avoid their pain, right? With just using some type, some sort of alcohol, um yeah consumption yeah yeah I mean don't get me wrong the having the resource and the convenience of it is great and I do love a good glass of wine but um (laughs) we do know that it's it's only open because it is regulated by the government so Mm -hmm. I mean they've still got to make their money somehow um but what are some ways to recognize and identify emotional spending triggers and control them for example you know, that person you might see in line at the LCBO, maybe their mm-hmm. liquor cabinet is full, but mm-hmm. they're still waiting in line. So can you give us some ways to identify, okay, maybe I'm just making this purchase because I'm feeling down about something and how yep. can I control that impulse? Great question. You know what? Um, this actually, like for, for people that, um, uh, may not be following me yet on Instagram, I would say definitely check out my page because there's actually um, episodes that I did Anastasia with um, someone named Julia Simon, and she's actually a recovery coach. So we were talking about uh, people that are shopaholic, right? And we were actually talking about, you know, uh, what are some of his triggers, some of the traits, some of the patterns, like how would someone know that are, they are spending money um, based on their emotions and because it is an emotional spending, right? When it comes to being a shopaholic. And she 
answered it like with a very, very good, like she answered my question with a very, very good um, answer. Let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. So what she said is you got to look at it and be like, okay, am I shopping because, you know, I'm looking to uh, numb a pain that I have inside of me? Or am I looking for some like for like a sense of an ease and a comfort? Like, is am I, you know, going for pleasure? Is it just for pleasure? Because, you know, I'm enjoying it, which is normal. Or am I actually trying to get away from something? For example, you mentioned alcohol. Um, again, I, I'm, I mentioned it before that some people want to just drink alcohol because they want to avoid some sort of pain they have, right? Or some sort of right. issues they have or struggles they have just to like avoid it for a day or for a couple of hours so, so they can't, they won't think about it. So definitely um, that would be something I would, you know, um, look into. So if you go on my uh, my episode, like 10, uh, episode 10 of the Friday Finance Series that I have, we explain everything there. And she gave me a lot of, a lot of great um, answers. And it just really opens my eyes even more, you know, towards like how um, human psychology even works at times. So definitely looking at it as, okay, am I trying to numb a pain? Am I trying to ease um, some sort of, you know, feeling that I have and just feeling more comfortable in my own skin? That would be something. How can you control them? That's a good question. Honestly, I'm no, I'm no psychologist, so <laughs> I probably wouldn't be able give, to give the best answer. But I think just checking in with yourself. Like um, there is this rule, a five-second rule. I don't know if you've ever heard of it by Mel Robbins. Um, and she talks about how you can actually control some certain things with like just counting backwards from uh, one to five. For example, instead of saying one, two, three, four, five, saying five, four, three, two, one. I would say that would be something that people can use. If you're going to like buy something, just have that moment with yourself, start counting, check in and be like, do I really need this right now? Is it really necessary for me to have it? Am I going to feel better about it after I have it? Or am I going to feel worse right after? Because some people might, spend money on clothes and at the moment they feel good but then after they feel terrible and then they have to worry so much about the credit cards debts that they have and everything else you know what i mean so i think that would be a good way of controlling it and um even even like sitting down with um i don't want to say a therapist but if it's very very severe um and they can't really control it then sitting down with a therapist maybe would be good or a life coach um or even sitting down with like a financial coach to kind of give them an idea because again for me the reason why I was spending so much money on things I didn't need it was because I didn't have um, um a certain type of goal or dream in mind at the time that I wanted to get into for me to want it wanting to basically to want to put that money aside you know what I mean mm -hmm. so Maybe sitting down with someone that would put things into perspective for you and into a plan would also help as well, right? Okay. I think it would be very different for each person. Yeah, for sure. But even though you say you're no expert, I think you just gave such a great tip there. I love <laughs> the five-second rule. I think that little mindful pause is so important. Um, yep. I was doing it in my head while you were saying it, and I just think it's like a really nice reminder to kind of come back down to earth. and. Um, yep. 
you know, maybe just think for a quick second, like, okay, am I being impulsive? Do I really need this? And then you can kind of go from there. I feel like this goes with the whole psychological aspect of things. On our last episode, we did talk about, you know, the latte effect and how you don't have to stop buying your favorite coffee um, completely. So without demonizing online shopping in the same way, how can people work on this habit if they're prone to it? Hmm. A very good way would be only focus on buying the stuff that you need, not the stuff that you want. Also, if it's too challenging for some, you know, for one person to control it, then I'm sure there's some apps that you can remove from your phone that would stop, that would kind of stop you from getting attempt, like tempted for it. Because if you look at it, um, I'm sure you, even you, Anastasia, you might get a lot of notification from your Amazon app, from your Wish app, from your AliExpress um app, right? Alibaba Express app. There's like so many notifications that you get and it's like, oh, 50% up, 60% up here, 10% up there. So this could become very um, like tempting people. You know what I mean? Like it can, it can, it can really uh, start tempting people to spend even way more money on it. So instead of having those apps on your phone, maybe just having them on your laptop that you don't use a lot or not having the apps and just having the website so if you do need something you can just go on it um instead of you keep getting those notifications which will even make you want to spend more money on it if that makes sense for sure i think that's a really good idea and i think those are really great tips email newsletters and updates from brands maybe that you like yeah i think that's an important one to recognize too yeah Um, absolutely To kind of wrap things up here, depending on whether or not you've made an emotionally charged purchase in the past, which we now know you have, what's the silliest buy you've ever made? Oh my God. I think I've already spoiled the answer. (laughs) You know what? Um, It's truly like that that, um, thing that I told you that I bought and I never used. And it was uh, basically like a small um, white cardigan um that I never ended up using and it's been it hasn't been touched you know um Mm -hmm. and I think I just bought it at that moment because I wanted to buy something for myself but yeah it's that it's that white cardigan still in my um like clothing boxes that I have that um I don't I don't use often I would say (laughs) Thank you so much again for joining me on the show today. You know, I'm really excited for the rest of this series to go live and for us to get to chat about all these different topics we're covering. So again, just before we go, would you like to leave everyone with where they can find you on social media and maybe how they can contact you if they would like to get in touch about financial coaching? Absolutely. So um, when you go on my Instagram, I actually have a link tree when you click on it. You can definitely put in your information for a free one on uh, one-on-one coaching session. But my Instagram is Donya D O N Y A. There would be an extra A, so Donya A dot Candon, which is K H A N D A N, um, and that's my Instagram account. Or even if you search up the Money Coach Donya, you might find me um, on Instagram that way as well. Other than that, you you know what, Anastasia, you're amazing. I, I absolutely love the sessions that we have with you because 
you just do truly come up with like the some of the best topics um, that I think a lot of people might have questions about, especially when it comes to money. So I want to thank you for putting this podcast together and just bringing a lot of a lot of value to the table for people to take away from it. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you for having me on. If you took something meaningful away from this episode, please consider smashing that subscribe button on whichever podcast platform you listen through and maybe even check out the ratings and review section too. If anything, send word down the grapevine. I really do appreciate it. And as always, please see the show notes for more details on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. This is Shmoney Radio. Is this thing on?